Hello everyone, Tony here from the Coin Club Podcast. Just wanted to let you know that I use Mint Mobile for my mobile phone service provider. I recently switched and couldn't be more happy with the service that I have and the coverage. I urge you to check it out for yourself. Their easy to use website has a coverage estimator to show you how strong the signal will be in your location. No more guessing that it might be a good switch for you before you end up choosing a different carrier. They have an easy to understand plan structure and they actively try to save you money if you buy a plan that you don't need. That's right, you heard that right. A cell provider looking out for your best interest. Well, please, do me a favor, check them out and use my promo code when you sign up for Mint Mobile. I'll get some free Mint and if you use the promo code, you get a $15 credit to your account as well. Ryan Reynolds made everything easy with Mint Mobile except the referral code. So please check it out in the show notes and use that link, sign up, support the show, and get a credit for your new Mint account as well. Welcome to The Coin Club, a podcast brought to you by the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion, where we discuss everything related to numismatics. I'm glad to have you along with me for my journey and excited to share with you the very best of numismatics. Hey everyone, Tony here from the Coin Club Podcast. Just wanted to go a little off script here today and offer a huge apology to all of you listeners. As I said before, September is quite possibly the busiest month of the year for me. I promised you a short episode on the 20th of this month and I failed you. I had everything planned out to get you this mini episode to tide you over while I was away and I was met with a very unexpected medical event. It sent me to the emergency room, and the time I spent in there ate up what little time I had to prepare this episode for you. Don't worry, though. They took good care of me, and I'm back and better than ever. Just a little scare, and unfortunately for me, it ate up the time that remained for me to edit the following episode and get it scheduled for all of you to listen to. I always try to give you the best that I can, and I'm sure you'll be able to tell that I was burning the candle at both ends when I was recording what you're about to hear, as it's not the best. I don't want to delay any more, so I'll offer you my sincerest apologies and get this out to you as soon as possible. Thanks for tagging along with me and understanding that sometimes life gets in the way. Take care of yourselves and be sure to take time to be healthy. Nothing is more important in your life than your health. Absolutely nothing. And with that, let me bring you the recorded episode that was to air on September 20th. Enjoy! Hello friends, and welcome to episode 12 of the Coin Club Podcast. I hope you were able to catch the last episode about some of the mints of the past and that you enjoyed all of the great information that it contained. Thank you all again for following along with me and tuning in to every episode of the podcast. We're growing the show together, and I really appreciate all of your comments and feedback, and especially sharing this with your friends. It means so much to me. On the last episode, I let you know that there was going to be a little lull in the action on the podcast. September is probably one of the busiest months of the year for me, and like all of you, family is the number one priority. Here is a little word of advice. 
Collecting coins may be your passion, but don't put this as your number one priority. Family and work are higher on the list, especially family, and your favorite hobby will always be there waiting for your return. Whether it's a couple days, weeks, months, or even years, it will be there eagerly awaiting your return. Your friends in the hobby as well. Anyone who has been around long enough knows this and that it is the truth. I do love the summer months more than any of the year. However, September was always a favorite of mine. The farmers are bringing their crops in, and you're eagerly anticipating the wait until Mother Nature shows off its glorious color show when the leaves start to turn vibrant colors. You know coin shows are starting to ramp up, so what more could you want? Anyways, we're going to forgo the news on this edition of the podcast, as it was pre-recorded before any of the new news you knew existed was news at all. We will take a look at the World Coin Spotlight and then take a look at the very last two official branch mints of the United States. Happy September, friends, and let's get on with the show. On this episode of the Coin Club Podcast, we're going to take a look at a coin from Guatemala. Guatemala is a country located in Central America with neighbors to the north of Mexico, to the east by Belize, and a tiny section of water called the Gulf of Honduras. The south by Honduras and El Salvador, and by the west is the Pacific Ocean. The coin we're going to take a look at is the 1944 Guatemalan Dos Centavos. I'll say it once and I'll say it again. The United States needs to get their act together and start producing some coinage that can compete with the rest of the world in regards to design and beauty. This Dos Centavos coin from 1944 was minted for two years only. 1943 and 1944. Both of these years were minted at the United States Mint in their Philadelphia and San Francisco facilities. Total mintage for 1944 was only 1,100,000. The coin is made of brass and weighs in at 6 grams. It is 25.5 millimeters around and 1.6 millimeters thick. It was good to spend up until 1997 when it was demonetized. The obverse of the coin shows the Quetzal bird gracefully sitting on top of a shield. The tail of the bird wraps around the bottom half of the coin and Republica de Guatemala is on the top of the reverse and the date on the bottom. The reverse of the coin has the words Dos Centavos de Quetzal. Standing out is the primary feature on the reverse and to the right of this a branch of leaves and flowers. As with all of the coins we feature on this show, there is some history here during the year of 1944 for the country of Guatemala. I feel a little like Sophia from the Golden Girls here. Picture it, 1944, Guatemala. This was a pivotal year in the history of this country. Hated dictator Jorge Obico came to the end of his reign and was overthrown. Jorge was hated because he instituted harsh labor regulations and a police state. A pro-democracy movement led by students forced his resignation, and on the way out the door, he appointed a military junta to rule the country. The October Revolution led to the toppling of this government, and a democratically elected president, Juan José Aravalo, was elected in a landslide, and ten years of spring began. With only 1,100,000 of these Dos Centavos coins minted, you can only imagine that if you have one, they were probably in the pocket of a Guatemalan who stood in line to elect a legitimate president for their country. 
paid for a cup of coffee or a celebratory toast after the election. History is so rich, coins always go hand in hand with it. Okay, everyone, we're going to finish up our short episode this time with the very last look at the remaining United States mints of the past. We've had a chance to listen about the very, very interesting story of how the very first mint for a fledgling country was built and the progress of the institution of minting here in the U.S. took place. Not unlike other countries, we've had our fair share of mints that have come and gone. Charlotte, Dahlonega, New Orleans, and today we take you on the journey of the last two official branch mints of the United States, Carson City, and one that holds a unique distinction as the only branch mint of the United States that is located outside of the continental United States. The mint located in Manila, Philippines. We've produced so many coins for other countries around the world, and we'll take a look at the one and only official branch mint in another country. How many of you knew that? Do you have any coins in your collection from this one? Let me know. Send me an email or direct message. Would love to hear from you and see those coins. Maybe even feature your coin on one of my Instagram or Facebook pages. Well, now that we're on the final stretch of this look into the United States Mint, let me share with you some of the story of the Carson City Mint, a place that is definitely on my places of must-sees. The Carson City Mint was established just as the other mints of the day were. There was a need to deal with the precious metals in the area that were being mined at this time. The Mint was established by an order of Congress on March 3, 1863. It is a broken record, however, the main reason for the establishment of the Mint was due to the cost of transportation of the precious metals being mined to the San Francisco Mint and the risk of theft along the journey. This mint is located at 600 North Carson Street, Carson City, Nevada. It was built very close to a local silver mine and was vital in the minting of silver coins from the Comstock Lode. The Comstock Lode is a vast finding of silver and the very first discovery of a major silver lode in the United States. The Department of Treasury, as you can imagine, was a booming part of the government back in the day. They appointed Alfred B. Mullet as their supervising architect, and Abraham Curry was the supervisor for the construction of the Mint. Abraham was best known as the father of Carson City. The timeline for this Mint was not as fast and furious as others we have covered here on the podcast. Established by the government in 1863, the groundbreaking for the construction did not occur until July 18, 1866. September of that year saw the cornerstone being laid for the new building, and it was not completed until December 13, 1869. While the building was being stocked of essential items to fill its rooms with workers and bullion and presses, the community eagerly awaited the rollout of the first coins to be minted here at this facility. February 11, 1870, press number one fired up and minted the very first coins that come out of this location. Graced with a CC mint mark, 1870 seated Liberty dollars rolled off the press. In 1876, this mint boasted its most productive year in regards to mintage numbers. The height of the Comstock load and the country's 100th anniversary kept the presses churning out coins for this great country. It was closed from 1885 until the fall of 1889 for political reasons and then reopened in 1893. It was the last year of production for the Carson City Mint. Over its vast years of operation, it minted dimes, 20-cent pieces, quarters, half-dollars, trade-dollars, Morgan-dollars, 
5 10 and $20 gold pieces. The government took away its official status as a mint in the year 1899 because the silver was drying up from the Comstock load. It was an official assay office until 1933, and today it is an official Nevada State Museum. Can you gander a guess at what the most popular coin that was struck at the Kirsten City Mint is? I'm sure you can. It was the Morgan Dollar. If you were a true Morgan Dollar aficionado, you can imagine being located close to the Carson City Mint and being able to grab a couple dollars before they hit circulation. I can't even imagine. I would be so excited I wouldn't know what to do with myself. The last stretch of our journey, friends, into discovering the great history of the United States Mint will end in the Philippines today in the city of Manila. It's not as cut and dry here as the dates and the constructions of the previous buildings that we mentioned from the United States Mint. This location has a very, very interesting past to it, and I'm glad to be able to share it with you today. The Mint was constructed by the Spanish during the years of 1857 to 1861. The first coins to be minted at this facility were made of gold, one, two, and four pesos. Queen Isabel II graced the coinage at this time, and the mint made coins in denominations of 10, 20, and 50 centavo coins. Silver and gold coins were being made here as well. The mint made coins until 1873 and was closed from then until 1880, when the then King Alfonso XII gave the go-ahead to resume minting coins. His portrait now graced the coins, and he lowered the silver content in them as well. After the Spanish-American War and a brief insurgency by the Filipino people, the country was a territory of the United States. Soon after, a special coinage was created for the Philippines. One, ten, twenty, and fifty centavo coins were made at this time. Unlike the Spanish that used their own designs for the coinage, the United States enlisted an artist from the Philippines to help design the coinage. Malesio Figuero was the designer. The demand for coinage in the Philippines exceeded that of their mints, so in 1903, the San Fran and later Philadelphia mints were asked to help out. In 1908, the San Fran mint took over production of all the coins for the Philippines. In 1920, the United States government reopened the mint in Manila and produced coins there until 1922. The mint started up again in 1925 and continued minting coins until 1941 when the Empire of Japan invaded the islands and seized the operation. No U.S. coins were minted at this location after the invasion. The minting moved back to the United States. When the U.S. retook the city in 1945, the mint facility was destroyed in the battle. Coins minted at this location will feature an M for their mint mark. Those minted for the Philippines in the United States will feature either an S, D, or no mint mark for Philadelphia. On July 4, 1946, the Philippines gained their independence and were granted to be a sovereign nation. This mint produced base metal coins, silver coins, and also coins struck for the leper colonies, which were made of aluminum. The only coin struck in gold here was the Wilson dollar, which was struck to commemorate the opening of the mint in 1920. Well, folks, I assured you that this would be a very short episode, and it is. Still some very important history that we shared together. I hope you're enjoying all that is in the world of numismatics. Please share your experiences with me, and if you wish to be featured on the show, please reach out to me and let's see what we can do. I thank you again for listening, and I hope to have you along with me on the next episode of the Coin Club Podcast. 
thank you for joining me on this episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I had a great time with you today and look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider supporting me on Patreon at the Coin Club Podcast. Please follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion and also on Instagram at the same name. You can also go to my website, sevenhouseccb.com, and give me some feedback on this episode or some suggestions on what you would like to see on future episodes. As always, I'm grateful to all of you for your support and look forward to seeing you the next time on the Coin Club Podcast.